best friends and introverts. Welcome back to the You're So Quiet podcast, or welcome if you're joining for the very first time. As always, I am your host, Chelsea Brown. This week, I took inspiration from Kenzie Elizabeth with the I Love You So Much podcast, and I'm going to answer 56 questions to ask yourself in your 20s to find out who you really are. This is a list on Thought Catalog, and I will link it in the show notes for you. I am coming up on the last few months of my 20s, which is very weird, but not bad. Um, But I think it'll be kind of an interesting exercise. I listened to her episode, Kenzie's episode, um, but I haven't like prepped any answers for this. So this is like what you see is what you get, I guess. But before we get into that, we are going to do a mental health check. You might already be aware I am batching episodes, so I'm not going to really check in with y'all, but you are going to check in with me and with yourself. I want you to rate your mental health between one to five, one being horrible, five being amazing, and just remind yourself that no matter how you feel, it's okay. If you feel amazing, if you feel bad, everything is okay. You don't need to feel guilty for feeling any kind of way. You don't need to make yourself feel any kind of way. However you feel is perfectly fine. Okay. While you're thinking about that, I am going to tell you the book, TV show, or movie of the week. This week, it is going to be a TV show. And if you know me, you know I love, I love trash TV. And I found a gem. Unfortunately, if you do not already have Peacock, you will have to download that. However, I will tell you that this stupid show (laughs) is so worth it. There are four seasons. My husband and I are on the fourth season. We have been binging it for the past two weeks, okay? There are, I think there are like 10 to 12 episodes per season. They're about an hour long, so that can give you some indication of what we do every single night. Yes, it is eat and watch our trash TV. I love it. It's my favorite part of the day. But yeah, so Temptation Island is this show. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know whoever thought this was a good idea, the contestants. So there are four couples and they come to the island. They're split up into men and women. And there are singles who also come to the island who are trying to get with the individuals that are part of the couple. The man and woman, because it is always heterosexual relationships thus far, they're split up and they are like trying to decide if it's the right person for them. like if they're with the right person and in my personal opinion if you are having those doubts those questions either you're not ready or it's not the right person like to me very very simple but to these these gems of people they are giving me such joy with this show because it is an absolute freaking train wreck when i tell you that there are people sleeping with other people on the first night there are people lap dancing, making out, having threesomes. Like, this show is, (laughs) it is, like, prime peak trash TV. I have watched it instead of Love Island, okay? I will give a disclaimer that Love Island UK is amazing. Always the OG will be the best Love Island series. Um, Love Island US, very, very disappointing. But... Love Island US is the only reason I have Peacock because that's the only way that you can watch it. So I got it and I don't care about any of the people. It actually just started getting good after I think five episodes. It started getting good. 
I only stuck with it that long because I have watched every season of Love Island that exists, okay? I've watched UK, I've watched Australia, and I've watched all the US seasons, and I just stuck with it because of that. But if not for Love Island US being sucky in the beginning, I would not have found Temptation Island. If you have not seen it, please, I beg of you, please go watch it. It is trash. It is amazing. I love it. Cannot recommend it enough. All right, so with all that behind us and with you thinking about Temptation Island, I know it sounds sponsored, but it's not. And But honestly, if Peacock sponsored me, I would talk to you about Temptation Island, Love Island, whatever show they wanted. Like, I'm just putting it out there. So if anyone from Peacock wants to reach out, I'm open. Anyway, with that being said, let's get into our 56 deep questions to ask yourself in your 20s to help you find out who you really are. All right, so let's just, I'll just dive right in. Question number one, do I believe everything is meant to be or do I think that things just tend to happen for no reason at all? Everything is meant to be, period. It doesn't mean that it is the reason that I want it to be, but it's meant to be, it's happening as it's supposed to. Number two, do I forgive and forget or do I forgive but always remember? I unfortunately forgive but I always remember and I I wouldn't say that I like hold a grudge, because I just kind of let it go. But I think for myself, at least, uh, it would be foolish to not remember that someone treated you some kind of way, you know? Question number three, if I could give one piece of advice to everyone in the world, what would it be? That is an interesting question. Hmm. I think I would say invest in yourself, whatever that looks like for you, whether that's therapy, whether that's going to the gym, whether that's Um, self-help stuff, like whatever is going to help you become the highest version of yourself, invest in that. And it seems, I think it can seem kind of frivolous, but you are the longest relationship that you're going to have forever. Question number four, do I think that people can change or that they are who they are? I think that people can change a small amount. I think people can change with the right motivation but I also don't think that I necessarily have to stick around for the change. You know, like maybe someone isn't the right one for me and like they can go off and become a better version of themselves and come back, but I don't know that I need to struggle along with them. Maybe it sounds heartless, but whatever. Number five, would I consider myself to be religious or spiritual? Um, probably spiritual, I don't really, I don't pray. I don't know that I necessarily believe in God, um, but I do think there's something out there. I don't know what it is, but I don't know. Like there is a higher power, but I don't know. Like I have no concept of what it might be. So spiritual, I guess. Number six, would my 10-year-old self be proud of me? 100%. I have been writing since I was nine. It has been a dream of mine to be a writer since I was nine years old. So yeah. My 10-year-old self would be proud. Number seven, what do I think is the best revenge? The best revenge is being the best version of yourself and just being happy. I don't think that I need to be petty. I don't need to rub it in your face, but I'm just going to go live my life. You know what I mean? And you don't affect me. I'm good. That kind of thing. Number eight, what would I change about myself? Honestly, I don't think I would change anything about myself. 
because the things that I don't like, I'm actively working on. I don't like that I'm so pessimistic and I'm really actively working on it and I think I'm doing a great job. So I wouldn't change anything about myself. Number nine, on the flip side, what would I never change about myself? I would never change anything. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I would never change my determination and my tenacity. I think that is what has gotten me to this point in my life and I'm very proud to be where I am. So that, I guess. Number 10, can I confidently say that the path I am on in life right now is the one that I and no one else would want for myself? 100%. 100%. Honestly, I feel like the life I'm living right now is the best life. I am married to an incredible man. I have an incredible life. I have my dream job. I am on the path to being a published author. Like, I don't understand, <laughs> like, what else I could possibly want. You know what I mean? I'm good. I'm very happy. Number 11, it's the year 2040. Where am I? So, let's see. It is 2022, so 18 years from now, I'll be roughly, what, 48, 49? I don't know. I think I'm an author with many published books. I think I am with my husband and we're just chilling. Maybe we finally just bought a house in Hawaii, said screw it, and just went to go live on an island. Number 12, am I a morning person or a night owl? Uh, <laughs> I am neither. <laughs> Uh, if I had to choose, I would say night owl. I am not a morning person. Do not talk to me in the morning. I don't want to hear it. There's nothing in the world that you could tell me in the morning that would make me excited to be awake, okay? But I also like going to bed early. Like, it's, it's a jam. I'm into it. So, I don't know. Neither, I guess, but if I had to choose night owl. Number 13. Would I consider myself to be more creative or more logical? I think kind of both, but probably more creative because in like writing books, you have to be logical as well because things kind of have to make sense. You know, you have to be able to logically come to a conclusion and it has to be a conclusion that your reader is going to believe. So a little bit of both, but more creative probably. What could I do to be a healthier person? Uh, I could eat more vegetables. I do not eat very many vegetables. It is, I mean, it is what it is. It's not, like, it's not to my detriment, but I think eating more vegetables couldn't be a bad thing, right? Number 15, if time and money were no object, what would I do with my life? This is kind of a weird question because I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. However, I would probably travel more. Number 16, is it all about luck or hard work? I think hard work. I think luck favors those who work hard. The harder you work, the luckier you will be. 17. Should I live with no regrets or learn from my mistakes? I think learn from my mistakes because there are things that I've done in my past that I don't necessarily regret, but I wouldn't do it again, you know, and I, I don't think that necessarily those two things are mutually exclusive, but yeah, I think learn from my mistakes. How would I describe myself in only five words? I can actually do it in three because it's in my Instagram bio. Author, athlete, introvert. Boom. That's it. Number 19. Family first, true or false? I think false. I think that I have like a complicated relationship with what it means to be family. And I think family 
is kind of who you choose, right? Just because we're related doesn't make us family, you know? So family first, false for me. 20, can discipline be learned? Absolutely. Absolutely 100%. 21, am I as loyal as I think I am? Yes, I am very loyal. I'm a very loyal partner. I'm a very loyal friend. I think that sometimes I can be too avoidant of conflict. Like if someone's speaking badly about a friend, I might not jump up and defend them. So if you consider that disloyal, then I'm disloyal in that. But I just typically don't associate with people who would speak badly about my partner and my friend. So I think I am loyal. 22. How could people be a better friend to me? This is a very interesting question. So my love language is quality time, which is ironic considering I am also an introvert and I just get drained by too much interaction with 98% of people. There's literally one person that I can spend 24 hours a day with and not feel drained at all. So I... I like my friends to kind of check on me. It makes me feel important and valued. And that is a valuable part of a friendship for me. 23, how could I be a better friend to people? I think I could do the same. I could check on people more. I know that I just get wrapped up in my own life, just like we all do. But I'm sure people feel the same way that I do right? They like to be checked on. They like to know that someone was thinking of them. So I could do that. 24. Is conformity a bad thing or a good thing? I think in some cases it is necessary because conformity kind of helps you fly under the radar if, for example, you are gay and you're not out, that kind of thing. But I do think that conforming eliminates some of the unique beauty that is you. So overall, I don't think it's a great thing, but I think it can be necessary. 25. What is a book I read that completely changed my outlook on life? On life? You know, the first thing that popped to mind was The Poppy War. And this was a very violent book, okay? This was literally a book about war. And it's a fantasy book. But I think that a lot of times with fantasy novels, the main character is the only pure thing out there, right? It's the only one that that remains good. And in The Poppy War, this was not the case. The main character also struggled with very violent, evil thoughts. So, and, and actions, if we're being honest. So I think that, I don't know that it changed my outlook on life, but I think it also, it also helped me see how people can believe that they are the hero when in fact they might be the villain. 26. How can I be generous when I am not rich? You can be generous with your time. This is very easy for me. Uh, And I think it's because my love language is quality time. I don't I've never chosen the people I've dated based on like their financial status. That doesn't mean anything to me. I can make my own money. Like that's not, that's not important to me. What is important is that you are giving me your time. And to me, time is more valuable than money because we actually trade our time for money. You know what I mean? So giving someone your time. 27. How can I improve my dialogue and communication with those I deeply disagree with? 
this is kind of tough, but I would say coming to the conversation from a place of trying to understand versus trying to convince. I know that particularly with like political issues, I can come to a conversation ready to convince you that my opinion is right. And maybe it's not, you know what I mean? And I am not learning anything. And I'm not changing anyone's mind with that particular outlook. So try to understand versus convince. If I had to make a list of my top 10 most important values, what would they be? All right, so generosity I think is important. Kindness, self-love, selflessness, hard work, authenticity, candor or honesty. Honesty is a big one. Humility or humbleness, integrity and tenderness. I think tenderness is important particularly because we're in a society that encourages you to be hard, like strong all the time, and I don't think that that's always helpful, so tenderness is also important. 29. What are my deal breakers for romantic relationships? If you are unfaithful, seems obvious, but (laughs) from all this garbage TV I've been watching, It seems like a lot more people are able to move past it or want to move past it. For me, I can't. I will never be able to let it go. I will constantly be living in that moment of when I found out that you were unfaithful. And that is an absolute freaking deal breaker for me. I also think that cruelty is a deal breaker. And I don't mean like, oh, he he snapped at me when he's in a bad mood. Like, no, that's not what I mean at all. But cruelty, like knowing my deepest insecurities and throwing them back at me just to hurt me. That, I don't think I'll ever be able to get past that. So those two, I suppose. Number 30, do I love myself? Mm, Yes, but like we've kind of talked about this. I don't know that I love myself, but I am, I accept myself and I think that that's important, but I definitely don't not love myself. So I guess, yes. All right. If not, how could I find a way to love myself? We just talked about it. Next question. 32. Is trust earned or is it given until it's broken? This is a good question. I think it is given until it's broken. However, you can earn greater levels of trust. So I will trust you until you give me a reason not to trust you. Once it's broken, for me, there's really... There's really no going back, you know? But if I give you this trust and you consistently prove to be trustworthy, you have like higher levels of trust and I don't feel any insecurity in that relationship. 33, if I could apologize to one person, who would it be? That's kind of dark. Okay, so screw it, I'll go there. So my best friend died in 2018, I believe. And several months before she passed away, like she and I, had a disagreement, a fight, an argument, whatever. And I don't love how we left it. And we never really got to fully rebuild our relationship before she died. And I think I would apologize to her for how I handled the argument. This was like smack dab in the middle of my like therapy journey. So I wasn't the person that I am now. I I didn't have the same capacity to express myself and to empathize with somebody else and things like that. And because of that, I think our argument kind of went a little bit off the rails. 
And yeah, so I would apologize to her. And 34, what would I say to that person? I just told you. Okay. 35, if I was able to say one thing to my ex, what would I say? Truthfully, I wouldn't say anything to my ex. I don't have anything unsaid between us. He reached out a few years ago, several years ago. I don't remember. It was it was a long time ago. Um, and I just never responded. I don't have anything to say. And it's not like, ooh, I harbor all this ill will, but I just don't have anything to say, you know? Okay. Next question. 36. If I could have one person apologize to me, who would it be? And 37, what would I want them to say? Well, you know, I don't think I want anyone to apologize to me. I don't think that an apology would change how I feel about certain people. There are certain people that are no longer in my life. I have cut them out. I am done. I'm out. I'm good. And my life is amazing. So for me, an apology is not going to overwrite the past and it's not going to make me want to invite you back into my life. 38. Do I ghost people or do I give them a reason for breaking ties? I have done both and I feel like it depends on the relationship. If we're really, really close, I'll give you a reason. If we're like acquaintances, I'll just ghost you. 39. Do I believe in karma? Yes, absolutely. What goes around comes around. Number 40. How do I show I am angry? (laughs) I will cry, probably, um, and I get really quiet until I'm able to communicate, which might take like a while, like 30 minutes to an hour, okay? But yeah, I, I just get really quiet and if we're talking, I'll probably start crying because, I don't know, it's very annoying though. 41. In my opinion, what are my greatest strengths? And similarly, 42, what are my greatest weaknesses? Okay, um, my favorites, my favorite? No. My greatest strengths are my determination and my tenacity. My greatest weakness, I think, is that I am very sensitive and it comes at a detriment sometimes. It really does hinder my life. And I take things very, very personally. And that means that I will, like, if we have a fight or something, I'm going to be cycling through that for days, weeks, whatever. And it's just going to continue to hurt my feelings. So that's probably my greatest weakness. If I could go anywhere in the world, where would I go? I would go to Thailand with my husband. We were supposed to go in 2020, but obviously we did not. And that is like the trip I am dying to go on. But I would also go to Egypt. I've been dying to go to Egypt since I was a little kid. I would go to Antarctica. So suffice to say, I have a lot of places I would love to go. 44. Is work-life balance important to me? Yes. It is something I struggle with, but it's something that I'm working on. And I do think it's important for a healthy life. 45. Is family important to me? We talked about this a little bit earlier. I think your chosen family is very important, but just because we're related doesn't make us family, and that's not important to me. 46, is friendship important to me? I don't know how I'm feeling about this important, so friendship is valuable to me, um, but I don't think that having a lot of friendships is important to me. I have very few people that are close to me, and I prefer it that way. And the friendships that I do have are very valuable to me. 47. 
is romantic love important to me? Yes, romantic love is important to me. And the connection and relationship I have with my husband is the single most valuable relationship that I have. So it, it is very, very important to me. 48. If I could have one talent, what would it be? I would love to be able to sing. I like to sing, but it like it's bad, y'all. Like <laughs> you do not want to hear it. Trust me. Trust me. You're like, oh, you have such a great speaking voice. But my singing voice, awful, awful. 49. What is one part of my life I miss and why? Genuinely, none of it. <laughs> it sounds horrible, but I feel like my life has just consistently gotten better. Like it wasn't like, ooh, college was so amazing or high school was so amazing or this one summer when I was a kid, like my life now is the best that it has, that it has ever been and I don't miss any other parts of my life. 50. What are elements from that time I could incorporate into my present? obviously null and void. 51, do actions really speak louder than words? 100%. I cannot stress this enough. If you are telling me one thing but doing another, I'm going to believe your actions over your words, period, all day. 52, am I happy with my career? Yes. I prattle on about it endlessly, so yes. 53, if not, what would I change about my job to be happier and more satisfied? Literally nothing. 54, what's more important to me, self-respect or being right? Self-respect. I feel like, especially in our American society, especially when it comes to things like politics, it seems like the worst thing that you can be is wrong, and that's just not true. There are far worse things to be than wrong, and being wrong isn't bad, right? You you acquire more information, you make a different judgment call. Like there's no, like you form a new opinion. It's okay. 55, do I learn from the past or live in the past? I think now I learn from the past. Previously in the past, <laughs> I lived in the past. And this was especially true when, for example, I was going through a relationship where I was cheated on and I literally could not let it go. And that's how I know that that's just a deal breaker for me. But now... I learn from it and I move on. I really don't dwell as much as I used to. I'm pretty proud of myself for that. Final question. 56. When I die, what do I want to be remembered for? I, like, you know, I'm a writer. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I hate to bring it always back to my writing, but everything feels like it just goes back there. Whatever. I want my writing to bring people joy. I want my writing to bring people solace and I want this to happen long after I'm dead. You know, life is fleeting, but works of art can last forever. And I think stories are very, very important. So yeah, that's what I hope to be remembered for. And we are, believe it or not, we are finally at the end of the questions. I started getting like bored of it, not bored of it, I started getting tired like halfway through. I'm sweating profusely. But those are actually some great questions. I will link the article in the show notes or you can go back through and listen again and answer the questions in your notes app like as we go and that would be really fun. But yeah, thank you so much for joining me as always. 
I would be super grateful if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You'll get notifications whenever there's a new episode so you don't have to worry about missing them. You can also follow the podcast Instagram at your so quiet pod, Y-O-U-R-E, so quiet pod, and you'll get all sorts of updates and memes and whatever there. So thanks for joining me again. I'll see you all next week. Okay, love you. Bye.